This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to the show. We're recording episode number 10 today, which we're both celebrating. Congratulations on episode 10. High five. Wow. We made it. We made it. It's amazing. Our 10 episodes has come pretty quickly, isn't it? It has. Like everything, when you look back. It's gone just like that. Just like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hope you guys are having a great week. Thanks again for all your feedback. We appreciate it. And as you know, last week we launched the Facebook group. It's called The Art of Transformation. And I'll put a link down in the the show notes here. So if you want to join that group, come and say hi. And that's a group where we hope you can start your own transformation journey based on some of the stuff that Jason and I have been talking about. Yeah, that's right. Hopefully... There's things that you want to achieve or things that you want to do or transform in your life that you can use some of these um, recordings to help with. That would yeah, be great. Totally. So come and join the group and uh, interact. We want the group to be super interactive. Mm. Uh, so that's the way you're going to get the most out of it. Like any kind of transformation is if you jump in, don't be afraid to embarrass yourself or you know, if you, if you ask a question in the group, just know that everybody, including Jason and I, is probably going through something similar. So it'll be super valuable to hear your feedback. So really excited Mm. to have that group up and running. We think it's going to be a really, really fun uh, place to come and hang out. We're going to make it fun. We're going to force it to be fun. Fun. Because fun comes from forcing. Uh, So what happened with your week? You've had some stuff come up with the kids? Um, Yeah, just noticing how much letting go with the kids is so important. Uh, my boys are at home that I have at home, my three sons, 14, 13, and about to turn 11 this month. And I, there's around this age, and you do hear it a lot, where there's that um, pushback, you know, that, <laughs> that. Uh, my boys don't grunt, which oh, yeah. I'm really grateful for. I probably have never kind of accepted that if they, but they've never really done it. So, but I'm just noticing that more staunchness as the, Growing into the men, yeah, they're becoming men. Yeah, and they're going to be—they're all going to be taller than me because no son's shorter than their mother, and their mother is the same height as me. There are exceptions, so. Uh, but at the moment, yeah, my so fourteen-year-old like physical dominance. There, yeah, 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 that's right. So just noticing, letting go, mm. and how much I want to control the situation. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I, luckily, over the last few years, I've noticed when I want to do that, I've I can. I can sense like I'm wanting to um, shut that down or keep it under control or move it in a certain direction, and that's just not helpful. So I tend to tend to ask questions now. Mm. You know, why are you doing that? What's up with that? Yeah, so that's been good. Um, and also one of my sons yesterday was like, rah, rah, this, that, oh, and I was like, well, that's fine. I think he was saying he wanted to be somewhere else, and I was like, that's fine. I wasn't triggered by it. So that's what's been going on for me. There's right. always parenting stuff for me. Yeah, parenting stuff's so interesting. I think uh, I'm not a parent, but um, I watch you stuff it up all the time, so it's <laughs> helpful right. for me. <laughs> yeah. So when I have kids, I'll be perfect, which what's is he doing my goal now? in life, as you know. Yeah. Uh, how do you – because that, that idea of um, controlling stuff, like controlling your kids, controlling what they do, mm. um, that must be pretty common for parents, I imagine, like just wanting them to uh, just – uh, cooperate and just um, do what they want them to do. That's right. Yeah, it's conforming. Conforming, I think. Yeah, and because to... we're busy, like we're doing stuff. We've got our agenda, right? Yeah. I always remember when uh, one of them was really young, and I was in a rush to go somewhere, and they wouldn't put their shoes on. 
Mm. And I'm just getting so hit up about the shoes. Like, do up your laces. Come on. Every five minutes, every two minutes, I'd be like, come on, we've got to go, we've got to go. And I just had this realisation that he doesn't give a shit where we're going. It's actually none of his business. Yeah. It would be different if he, if we were going somewhere for him, he'd be like, come on, Dad, I've got my shoes on, you know, I'm ready to go. So using that, um, I've told you before, actually, I've stuck this 10 kilometre an hour sign on my ranch lighter, mm. and I use that to remind myself that I'm 100 miles an hour, but the boys are not. They're like 10 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's how I de- deal with that. Is that helpful? It's really helpful. I think there was a a great part of slowing down, getting more in their world you know, rather than dragging them into my world mm. all the time. Yeah, I hope that makes sense. It certainly worked for me. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Let's um, There's going to be a lot more episodes and discussions on parenting. If you have any questions on parenting, uh, go into the group, ask your question. You can even ask a question anonymously now. Yep. We have a, a setting in the group that you can write a post and just click anonymous and it won't show your name. Mm. And then you can use the hashtag parenting and that'll show us all the parenting questions that you guys have in the group. But I think this one around control, letting go, not being in a hurry, I think that's mm. going to be one that everyone can relate to. Yeah, and it'll give us stuff to talk about. We yeah. really appreciate that. Which would be awesome. Mm. Uh, we, again, you know, we're using the show as a, a way of bringing up our own stuff. Mm. As you know, we've talked quite a bit about that. And we had another one this morning. So we thought we'd talk about a topic that both of us really um, relate to, which is setting agreements versus relying on expectations. Yeah. Ooh, expectations. Awful. Yeah. So uh, we'll start with the example and then we'll explain a little bit more about how this can actually transform your life in different ways. So we're recording this podcast, it's now uh, lunchtime on Tuesday, Mm. and we were scheduled to kind of meet here at 11, and as you guys know, Jason and I live very different lives, he's got three kids, a business, he's flat out in the morning. My mornings often are very relaxed, like I try to have a really slow morning, I like to meditate for a bit, take my time, ease into the day, and so... uh, this morning before the podcast recording, Jason was trying to call me a couple of times. He was texting me and I was kind of in my flow, just chilling out this morning. I was meditating, just having a slow start to the day. Yeah, because you've got a long day on Tuesdays. You do coaching. Yeah, so I, I do all my client calls in the evening on a mm. Tuesday. So my mm. day goes from, it goes till about 9.30 at night when I finish my, my calls with my clients. So I like to have a slow start mm. to make sure I, I can last the distance. Mm. It's terrible. Yeah. I hate that. I know, annoying. So you had an expectation that what? Um, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things that were happening for today. So, yep, and I was running around busy, made a f- couple of things going on. So, yeah, the expectation I had was, where's Nathan? Like, why can't I? Why isn't he answering my text? I the run. expectation would be he would he should answer me. He should answer, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Why should I answer? Like just let's flesh out the expectation. Well, because I'm important. Yeah. <laughs> and you <laughs> And we've got this thing coming up at eleven, yeah. we've got the recording, there's questions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm important was a joke by the way, but um yeah, it was You're important to me. I think we just you know, we normally communicate a lot mm. during the day. And you've told me before about the slow start on Tuesday, so I'd actually forgotten that. Mm. But my expectation was that we've got something coming up and I need to talk to you. Where are you? And I wasn't mad with you. It just made me a bit anxious about what we had coming up today on the Mm. podcast. Mm. And, yeah. 
Yeah, and my expectation was um, don't annoy me on a Tuesday morning. Like oh, that, nice. just subconsciously, yeah. right? It yeah. was just like, hey, I, I, Tuesdays are for me. And then you're texting me from early in the morning. I'm like, I was a bit like, uh, mm. yeah, like I'll see you at 11 while we, while you're trying to get a hold of me this morning. Yeah. You know, so you can see this happens so often in mm. relationships, mm. like relationships, Everywhere, not just even. intimate relationships, mm. but work relationships with your kids, with your boss, where, I expect one thing, you're expecting another thing. We're mm. both kind of annoyed. No one ever talks about it. Mm. And we just both, the relationship doesn't work in a way. Yeah, and there was no agreement <clears throat> for it. Either one of us could have actually made an agreement for that. So this is the next part, goes. right? Yeah. The next part is how do you create an agreement versus mm. an expectation. And an agreement means we both are really clear and we understand what each other wants. And then we set a really clear agreement around that mm. so that there's no underlying secret expectation covert that's, yeah. yeah covert expecta- expectation mm. that's bubbling away mm. causing resentment in the background yeah and you might have to flesh flesh out that agreement yeah it's not just a you tell me what to do and i agree that's where bosses go wrong so mm. bosses tell their <clears throat> employees do this this and this this and this and the employee goes yeah okay it, even though the employee knows they can't do it or they don't have the capacity, or they don't have mm. enough staff on the team to be able to fulfill on that. They just go yes because they know the boss is, doesn't care. So now the boss has an expectation that it's going to be met, but it can't be met. Mm. Whereas, so an agreement, like all types of connection, when we've you know touched mm. on connection a couple of times in the early episodes, mm. you have to really connect with the other person, ask questions. What are you going to need to meet that agreement? What? How's it? going to happen so it has point. to be a two-way yeah. street that's right and it's a good point you make because quite often there might be a fear of not uh speaking up yeah or saying hey letting actually, person down yeah letting that person down um maybe just trying to do it even though you know you're not going to complete on it yeah that's a really good point what would be a good example i know i always put you on the spot because it's i don't want to be on the spot so it's i try and get the question in first yeah, good. That's really smart. <laughs> it's a strategy. Mm. Uh, what is an example of an, an a common expectation? Would you say in a marriage that doesn't that causes a lot of frustration between husband and wife? It's been so long <laughs> since I was married, but um, it could just be something as simple as a time that someone's going to get home. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, I felt that one. Yeah, yeah. The the wife might think, or the partner might think, he's he said he was going to be home at six. Or even like, I need you home at 5.30 to help with the kids. Yeah. Expectation. Yeah. But well, with no explanation, is that what you mean? So there's not an agreement being Well, that's the expectation, sorted. right? Mm. When it hasn't actually been discussed, you mm. haven't actually connected with the person. Mm. So that's a good one. So I've got an expectation that my partner's going to be home at 5.30 because I need her or I need him to help with the kids at 5.30. Mm you know that you don't finish work till quarter past five and it's impossible for you to get there at 5.30 and you rock up and then you know he's going to be or she's going to be angry when you get home anyway. So now, well, Especially if you went and did something else afterwards, like went to the mall or went and had a drink with someone or did something else because the expectation there could be also that she's okay with me being late. Yeah. Actually the needs have not been fleshed out. That's right. Mm. So, yeah, good one. I like that. So the agreement might be, hey, um, I really need you home at 5.30 and I I can never be home at 
That's the yeah. reality. Yeah. So if you keep having that expectation, there's going to be a lot of disappointment, resentment, anger. But I can't, I can't agree to that. This doesn't work for me. Yeah. And why do you think people wouldn't flesh that out in the moment? Oh, just not awareness of this conversation. I think mm. number one is like we just don't realize we even have expectations. Mm. So we just go on and we just get in this pattern of you're late, I'm frustrated, you're always late. He doesn't even know he's late. You've the one that's got the expectation, and you're like, oh, you're late again. He's like, oh, what are you talking about? Mm. I was just having a drink. Oh, well, yeah. well, you know, you should be home earlier. Mm. You know, it's all these. It's not clear. Yeah. Um, but an agreement might be, hey, uh, I, I can finish early on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so I know um, I can always be home by five thirty Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm. Uh, but Tuesday, Thursday, I have to just be open because there's things that come up, so I don't know when I can get home. So can we make an agreement that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll be home by 5.30, but Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, I can't. Yeah, that's great. It's also clear communication, isn't it? It's the truth. The truth. It's yeah. authentic. Mm. Yeah. Like it. So for us, the agreement oh, we yeah. came to is, because um, yeah. one, one of the underlying frustrations you said that you had this morning was about you need to kind of have a moment to drop in because you've had a busy morning. Yeah. So I've had this kind of slow meditative morning, so I can kind of rock up here ready to go at 11 and just dive in. I yeah. feel good. Mm. But you're coming in hot. Yeah, that's right. And so straight away I actually took responsibility for that. Yeah. Because I could tell it was actually – it was, I didn't need you to do anything. I actually needed to do something. So the responsible part for me was to go, oh, I need to finish my work morning at 10, change that in my calendar Yeah. so that I've got time to – meander over here and uh drop in yeah take my time not come do, 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 and then so do you need me available in. in the morning what's that do you need me available in the morning no i realized it wasn't actually about you right i could set my own expectations if you like for myself and how i would have my morning go i would be responsible for my morning so that it worked right for me right ultimately yeah really i don't want to change you that's you right. lazy bugger. Yeah. Just doing nothing. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So like I, I, I'm, I'm okay being unavailable on Tuesday morning and you're going to take look that hour myself. to yeah, look after yourself and yeah. rock up. Cool. So that's a way that we're really clear on how that it's going to be going forward. Yeah. Right? Every Tuesday until I forget. Yeah. <laughs> then we get frustrated and we have another <laughs> like, conversation. Why is he not answering, he answering the phone? Uh. Um, Touched on another good point, which is you said uh, I looked at what I could be responsible for. Mm. So one of the things that uh, really is a, another big topic, so expectations versus agreements. Yeah. If you guys just have a look around in your life where you've got a whole bunch of expectations and turn them into agreements, that will change your life and will transform your life. Jason and Nathan. One that will transform your life even more is learning to take a hundred percent responsibility for yourself oh, good and topic. your life. Yeah, yeah. I love that saying. I'm willing to take a hundred percent responsibility for my part. Yeah, which <laughs> means not. Which means not a hundred percent. It's like fifty percent. I think people think that if two people take fifty percent, it equals a hundred. Yeah, yeah. But that's never worked for me. Every time, why doesn't it work? Well, it doesn't work because once again, I can't affect someone else. Yeah. That's another form of control or even manipulation. Totally. Horrible, horrible stuff. But quite often, and I've experienced this a lot, once I started the 
looking at 100% responsibility, when things went wrong, I could go, okay, what, how, how have I created that by saying or doing something or not saying or doing something? Mm. Yeah, because they're, they're both the same thing. How did I set up that scenario? That's right. And quite often I could be, I could, most times actually I'd only have to look back two or three clicks yeah. and I could find it, boom. I'd be like, oh, I knew I should have said something in that moment or I should have done something in that moment and didn't. Yep. Yeah. So you're talking about, so I'm going to mansplain what you just said. You're talking Thanks. about, <laughs> you're talking about. Um, a good idea. Uh, empowerment. That's what it comes down mm. to. Mm. So if you, if, if you only take 50% responsibility, you're talking about, say, in a relationship or, or with another person. If you take 50% responsibility, I'm 50% empowered and 50% I give my power to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, or even worse, victim, you know, slide into Yeah, it's 100% it's yeah. somebody else's fault. Yeah. yeah. So this is the thing to get because, oh, I've got to be honest, like, I don't like this. I don't really like this one. I don't like having to take it. It triggers something in me. It I've has noticed. me. It has me have to... <laughs> It has me have to um, <laughs> step up. Yeah. And oftentimes, you know, for me, I, being a victim is, sounds like a little bit strong, but just blaming circumstance is a little bit easier. Way easier. So taking responsibility is like, I've really got to own stuff. I've got to step up a little bit. I've got to realize that I'm the cause of my life. Empowering though, right? Well, that's it. Yeah, I'm disempowered when I don't. Mm. So the the empowerment, that, and that's what I was going to say while well, you brought it back to that, thank you, is that although it's hard and I don't like it and I've got to kind of step up, ultimately it gives me all the power in my life. Yeah. I can go, you know, it's the old cliche, if it's to be, it's up to me. I can take responsibility for it. And it's perfect what you said because oftentimes when I bring this conversation up, it's triggering. Because yeah. someone will go, well, what about this scenario? And what about this scenario? And you've never met my mother. And da-da-da-da-da, right? Yeah, There's true. There's 50 different reasons why mm. they can't be responsible. Mm. But I love what you said, which is even if you go back and go, okay, you're not responsible for your mum treating you that way, but how are you? how can you take responsibility for creating that circumstance? Yeah, we're always 100% responsible for how we react. Mm. that's what we do have. That'd be the most empowering thing I've found for myself is like someone's doing something, I, and especially if I'm triggered, you know, it's coming up and I'm wanting to shut them down or do something, but mm. instead I can go, okay, well, I can listen. That's my reaction. I can erupt and join the party. Yeah, or I can be actually reactive. listen. Yeah, be reactive. Or I can listen and see what's going on. I use that a lot at work and have done for years Yeah, because a lot of time when people are reacting to me, it's still just one side of their story, mm-hmm. one side of the story. There's also another side. So I learned that in business a long time ago to say, yep, I can hear that, I can understand, I need to find out the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm talking about third party the other way. Like yeah, but that's, that's yeah. a good one though. The other thing that's in there is that if somebody else is triggered – and then you get triggered by their trigger. Now we're completely stuck. She's a mess. We've got, yeah, two we're going down. Just, we've got two triggers talking to each other. Yeah. So that's taking control of your reaction and, and going, okay, well, I realize that person's triggered. They're upset. They're angry. I can dive in 
like you said, and get on the court with that. Or I can sit back, go, okay, I'm going to let them have their thing and I can choose how I react from here. Mm. I can just listen. I can give them space to like work through their trigger, which we all need sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's really powerful. Mm. Another one, a common one I'm just thinking uh, is around parents is a big one, right? Mm. You don't understand my parents. You don't understand my dad. You don't understand my mom. You know, she's so annoying. She's so toxic. She does this, da, 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 da. So I noticed that uh, in a relationship with my dad, he, he triggered me in lots of different ways. We have the same dad. <laughs> you know that guy? I know him well. Yeah. And we love him. And you never get triggered by him. So, Well, not anymore. No. Um, but he, I realized that how I could take responsibility, and this is hard, it's work in progress, WIP. Yeah, good example. But I realized that I had a wound from childhood and – the wound was that he'd said something that made me feel not good enough. Mm. Okay, cool. Common mm. theme. Mm. Hear it come up all the time. Mm. So I had this wound and it was around an exam result. I got 70%. He said, oh, we don't celebrate mediocrity in this house, blah, blah, blah. By the way, I've never got 70% <laughs> in any of my stuff. It's not, I mean, it's not great parenting, but it's also where yeah. I can take responsibility is um, I made that what he said mean mm. that I'm not good enough. Mm. And he was just saying, oh, you know, 70% is great, but I think you can do better. It'd be awesome mm. if you got 90. He's coming from his place of not good enough, always striving, always wanting to win. Mm. And I took that on, made it mean that I'm not good enough. He doesn't love me because I'm not good enough. Now we've got the, the beginnings of a wound. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And now everything after that is just trigger, 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 trigger. Yeah. He's just hitting the trigger. And so for, oh, I don't know, 30 years of my life i just let that pattern play out uh, where i just got triggered every time he remotely hinted at something mm. that could indicate that i wasn't good enough mm. right great description of a trigger by the way Oof. that's a beauty yeah um you didn't have to tell me i was there <laughs> yeah uh, ace ventura yeah shout out all my ace ventura fans yeah so what i can take responsibility here for and this is hard took me time Reiterate that. Not it easy. took you years, actually. I've yeah. been watching. <laughs> it's taken me years. Mm. I can own the fact that I created the wound in the first place. Yep, sure, he, it wasn't his best parenting moment, but I made it mean way more than what it did mean. Wow. And then I uh, I let that wound trigger me every time. Mm. So I have to be responsible now for my wound. He can't. He doesn't even know I've got a wound. No. He didn't <laughs> he, do it on purpose. And he's just yeah. going through his life doing his thing, mm. right? Mm. And so now we just have the situation where I get triggered. So I can go, oh, he didn't mean that. I'm I'm awesome. I love myself. I'm good enough. I don't always get it right. Um, I've got this perfectionism thing. I'm bringing awareness to it. I'm trying to love myself through it. He's doing his thing. When he says that, it's got nothing to do with me. I love him. The end. Give us a real example of one that might have. Oh, you so... Know. Um, he might say um, uh, something around, um, so you know, is your business going all right? What's, what's happening with your business? And <laughs> even just that energy of how he's asking that question is like, mm. are you saying it because you think it's not working or, you know? So I love I, that one because um, I've noticed <laughs> it when dad, that actually used to get to me a little bit too, but when I realized he was doing it from a caring, actually – his energy might have been a bit off, but he's because a lot of actually is. I just want to go back to parenting because I now say this to my children. Um, a lot of what a parent says is to keep them safe. 
because they care, they want to make sure they're okay, they're not doing anything that's going to get them hurt or in trouble or anything like that. But it comes across as, what are you doing? Mm. Why are you doing that? Yeah, so I actually say to my children, you know I'm saying that because I really love you and care about you and I don't want you to, you know, blah, blah, blah to happen. Well, this we touched on this uh, a couple of episodes ago when I said I struggle to get feedback because it triggers are not good enough for me. It's that yeah. same wound. Yeah. Yeah, it's that nice. same wound. So yeah. even when you try to give me feedback. <clears throat> yeah. But. We're working on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slowly. Slowly. No, nah, well, I think we're really good at nah, it, actually. Yeah, we're getting really good. Uh, but I think, um, uh, again, that, that's such a great point is realizing that you're coming from a place of love and wanting to help. Yeah. And even though dad's going, oh, was your business going all right? What's going on with that? You need to bloody get your business sorted. Come on, pull your socks up. Mm. He's going, God, I love my boys mm. and my daughter, and I want um, them to be doing their best, and I, I want them to have a thriving business, and uh, I'm a bit frustrated that it doesn't seem like it's going well, and I would love it to be going well because it's, you know, and it's maybe they need to kick up the ass to get them going, and that, that'll make them be successful. Yeah, old school styles, that's right. Old school styles. Yeah. So, yeah, when he says that now, I can um, – I can – I'm just feeling into it now as so I paused yeah. is I love my business and I love how it's going mm. and I love even when it's not going well, I know I'm learning something. Mm. So I can feel it when he goes, how's your business going? I can feel into it. Well, I love my business mm. and it might not be meeting your metrics of what you think success is, but those mm. are your metrics. Yeah. And I love when you know when, while you're going through this journey, you notice like, actually I haven't really explained my business to dad. Yeah. That was a biggie for you. Wow. So you took that time, didn't you? Yeah, because it's your common complaint is um I'm so misunderstood. Yeah. My parents don't really get me. Mm. He doesn't really get me. She doesn't really get me. And so the antidote to misunderstanding is asked to be understood. Yeah. <laughs> simple, right? I know, it's so simple. Mm. And so I, I said to my dad once, hey, it's really important for me that my dad understands. Was that vulnerable to you for you to have oh, that conversation? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a little yeah. bit, yeah, yeah, or a lot, yeah. Uh, it takes something. I don't think it takes something. It I takes don't something. think it was vulnerable. I think it was because no. it was like such a light bulb. I was like, oh, I can just ask him, and he was so excited. He was like, yeah. I love it, and he just sat there for half an hour. And I was like, well, this is coaching, and this is transformation, and this is how I work with people. Mm. This is how they pay me, and this is the results I've been getting. And he was actually really blown away. He's like, oh, why don't you? I'd never heard that. Why don't you tell everyone those stories? Those stories are amazing. You'll have people lined up at the door if you just tell those stories that you've just told me. And I was like, oh, that's that felt really nice. Yeah, you know? but he just didn't know we assume they know we assume everybody knows what we're thinking feeling and going through yeah when well, you're coming they, with your little trigger you yeah. know you're like oh am i good enough <laughs> my little trigger you know, in is my he going to understand is it, you know and so the minute they say something that's not right not doesn't go well or doesn't feel good boom in the trigger love it yeah great antidote love that uh great stuff i, I really enjoyed this conversation Thank you. This is really insightful for me we've got the question of the day and yeah. uh it comes from Anonymous. And if you want to ask a question, you can pop into the Art of Transformation group, fire in a question, send it anonymously. We'll read it out on the next episode if it's chosen. Yeah, and we'd love questions. It'll be fun. So what's the question of the week? Do you know what it is? I can't remember it. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. Thanks for the people. Hi, Emily. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Just having a wee pause here. 
Okay, and the question of the week is, in these rushed times, what can you suggest that can have me more centered in the now moment rather than having scattered thoughts as I often do? I've tried meditation, breathing, yoga, some hypnotherapy. It's a little self-perpetual because I'm looking at ways to stay focused when in a hurry and our thoughts are very much appreciated talking to us. Keep up the great work. So thank you. Thanks for that, Riley. Uh, Awesome question. So I I think um, I always go back here to, and I think when we're looking at these questions, we ought to go back to who are you being? So Mm. it's very tempting when we hear these questions to just dive in and try and solve the problem and go, Mm. we'll just meditate more. You want to be. You want to be. <laughs> this centered. is what you need to do. You'll be fine. Yeah, but the art of transformation comes back to actually slowing down and seeing who you're being, and really um, starting to become aware of the patterns. So, uh, the question for me would be, why does life feel so rushed and fast? So mm. I think I'd probably pose some questions rather than some answers. I don't know if yeah, that's where you it, would go. Yeah, that is a great question because. Um, awareness of who you, who we're being as well. Mm. So Riley's obviously got the awareness that things are going fast. Yeah, and, and he's struggling to and he's struggling with it. Yep. Slow down. Yeah, finding, um, trying meditation, trying breathing techniques, um, hypnotherapy. We've tried all of those, by the way. And all those things are beautiful things, mm. but they can also be used as tips and tricks yeah. if the being isn't right. So yeah. the the and being just meaning you're underlying who you're being. Who you, who you're, um, how you're relating to life, the consciousness that you're in, the the context that you're giving your life. So, an example here: if you find yourself rushing all the time and you're super busy and you're struggling to slow down, you might have uh, an underlying being or, or a context that there's no time. Yeah, I'm running out of time. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. And so, if we don't address that, you're going to end up in the situation like you're in now, where you, you, there's no time. And you're trying to squeeze meditation into a context of there's no time. Mm. Yeah, that's right. What do they say? If you're too busy to meditate, you need to meditate twice as long. Yeah. Yeah. So what's I'd ask what's going on in your head? What's the what's the conversation? What's the story that you're telling what's yourself? What's the story? Being bringing awareness to that story. Uh, so now that you've already asked the question, if you were to during your day go, what am I telling myself? What's what narrative have I got going on? Because it's decisive. When when um, when you pull up somewhere and you're being reactive, um, people are getting you to do stuff. They're telling you can take it all on. Mm. And no wonder it's busy. Mm. Maybe it's even a vulnerability thing of going, "Hey, hang on a minute. Actually, I can't do that." Wow. Yeah. I don't. Or even being completely honest and saying, "I don't want to do that." So another underlying context or being of ending up being rushed is I can't say no. Maybe yeah. I'm being too nice. Yeah. yeah. So now I've got, I'm way overloaded. Yeah. Yeah. That's re- that's right because people pleasing is rife. <laughs> sure isn't is. it? You yeah. know, we're all trying to be the good boy or the good girl. Hmm. And I personally have been recovering from that. I don't think it serves me in any shape or form. Now when um, things do get busy, I make sure I prioritize, but I also only say things, only say yes to things that I actually want to do. Mm. And there's a, there's always a time because you don't want the opposite side of the same coin where you just say no to everybody and you're selfish. There's always a time to help and there's always a time to be generous, but putting one actually it's the self, it's under the self care banner as well because a lot of people say, Oh, what's self care? Like taking hot baths, going to spas, doing all these different things. That sounds but, good. 
So, yeah, it does sound good. Sounds really good. But to me, self-care, the number one self-care for me is knowing when to say no. Yeah. And actually honouring. And knowing you're worth my truth no and, and having worth. time for yourself. Yeah, and not being an apology for that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So that, there you go, uh, Riley. There's some places to look. So we would say stop, you know, if you're struggling to be present and meditate, start becoming aware of what are the underlying beliefs you have uh, that's causing you to be so rushed. And let us know. Once you've heard this episode, pop into the group and, and uh, remind us who you are and the question and what you've got out of this because we'd love to uh, follow up with you and hear that. Yeah, because our intention is the interaction. So, sure. like, yeah, if that's helpful we'll or be if there it's for you an insight, yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Thanks, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you have a fantastic week. We'll be back on Friday to uh, titillate and scintillate <laughs> you <laughs> another round of the transformation. Thanks, process. guys. Thanks for listening. That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan. 